We are here again. Welcome, welcome, everyone. My name is Jonathan Alcade. I'm your host. Today is Practice Success Podcast. Um, we're we're going to talk about something really good today. And my guest is amazing. And today's topic is how to balance family time and business time. And to my today, uh, today's guest is Annette Ferguson. She is a chartered accountant, certified profit first professional, profit mentor, as well as an income strategist and an entrepreneur for 11 years. Annette is also known as the money magician who helps six, seven, eight-figure service-based entrepreneurs and business owners to find clarity in their numbers, increase their wealth, and have more money in their pocket from their business. And she is also a director and CEO of Annette.co and a UK chartered accounting firm. She is a host of podcast called Uncover Wealth Radio, um, airing 245 episodes. Um, it's a podcast for six and seven figure business owners who wants to reach the fullest potential of their business and asset by finding hidden wealth within. Um, today is going to be a, a great, great day. I'm so excited um, with my guest because she, she is a hustler. She grinds. She does it on a daily basis now, and she. She does podcasts on a daily basis. I mean, she's doing great for herself, but please help me welcome and join us if you guys have any questions. Please help me welcome Annette Ferguson. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for that incredible introduction, Jonathan. I very much appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Annette, um, man, before we could go into this podcasting and then how to you know how do you balance your your family life. Let me let me get take us back. How did your entrepreneurial career start? So my dad was an entrepreneur. He ran his own businesses. So I always felt like that was something I wanted to do. The thing is, I didn't know what type of business I wanted to run. So what I did was I, you know, when I was deciding sort of what to study at university and all these kind of things, a few people said to me, well, why don't you study accountancy and finance? It'll be a great grounding for running a business. I thought, okay, fine. I don't know what else to do. So that sounds like a good idea. So that's what I went and did. I went and studied accountancy and finance at university. I went on to do my chartered accounting training afterwards. And whilst I was doing that, I quite enjoyed the work. So to my surprise, I stayed in that field. I stayed in the accounting field. But every time I moved jobs, I just wasn't wholly satisfied with what I was doing. And there was always that yearning to start my own business. But I still was thinking, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want the business to do. And then I kind of came to the realization that, hang on a minute, I really actually like the accounting stuff. Why don't I start an accounting firm? So that's basically what I did. <laughs> All right. So you, you didn't even notice that you, you liked it. And then you're like, okay, let me start the accounting form. Was there yeah. any fear or some kind of like, you know, doubt in your head that, hey, I'm going to start an accounting firm? Or did anyone support you around the, 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 the family? Yeah, absolutely. So my um, I started the business around about the same time I got married. So my husband was incredibly supportive of me both personally and he supported us financially as well when I started. So I actually started whilst I was working full time. So I did the kind of side hustle thing with it for a while. But it got to the point in time where actually I, I just couldn't manage both. And so I gave up my job. And I moved into doing my business full time, but it, it wasn't giving us financially what my job was covering. 
So mm-hmm. my husband my husband supported us at that point in time to to enable that to happen basically. So yeah. Wow. That's good. At least you have the, your husband supported you with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how long was this? Um you you've been uh, an entrepreneur for 11 years, right? I um, have, yeah. So our today's topic is actually to how do you balance family time and mm. business time? I know um you you schedule with me because you have to take care of family business mm. uh, family thing and uh, especially with your kids so how are yeah. you balancing family time with your business time i think it's always a challenge um someone like me i could if i had no husband or no children i honestly could probably work 20 hour days I would probably be the side of the house because I would just sit and eat pizza whilst I was doing it. And I could easily <laughs> just, seriously, I could easily just sit at my desk constantly, all day, every day. I love, love, love what I do. I love running a business. I love all aspects of running a business. And so I could, I could very much do that. So for me, it's a real conscious effort actually to get that balance in my life because Let's face it, if I didn't, I certainly wouldn't be married with two children. That wouldn't <laughs> exist in my life. So, um, yeah. So for me, it's, it is every day. It's a, it's a balance act. And um, what I try and do is I try and be really strict with my working hours. So I try and, um, you know, restrict that as much as possible between nine and five on weekdays. I do not check my emails in the evenings. I do not check my emails at the weekends. Of course... I get dragged into social media on my phone at the, in the evenings and weekends. That does happen. But I try and put some boundaries in place there because I think without that, there can be too much of a mushing together of everything. And I'm a really firm believer that your business needs to support your life and not the other way around. It can be really easy to get to the point where your business takes over and you actually have no life. And we ne- we don't want to be in that position where in 10 years time, we look back and we think, look at all these things I missed. You know, I missed my, I don't want to miss my kids growing up. I don't want to miss doing school drop off. My children are only age four and five. So they're tiny, tiny little ones. And I don't want to miss big chunks of their life. I want to take my daughter to her ballet class or my son to his, you know, judo. I want to do all those things. So you know, I think it's it's really difficult because there are pools in both directions. Because although I do those things, I also want to, you know, run another webinar or record, a, you know, audio or whatever those things are. I have both those things that I want to do. And it really is for me about putting boundaries in place for myself so that actually I can have healthy relationships with my family, but also a healthy relationship with my business at the same time. Oh man, I, I can relate to that because I have three kids myself and mm-hmm. we both know that, you know, if, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. If the kids are not here or the, the, the wife, um, I could probably work like my whole day and just sit there, yeah. um, like turn on the camera and record something. And, yeah. I, and now that I'm doing um, all of this on a daily basis, it's becoming mm. more clear to me that I could do so much in a day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the amount of things when you're focused, the amount of things you can actually achieve within between nine and five is incredible. And it's way higher than most people think of what you can achieve in a working day. Yes. And um, because of this, because of the recordings and all of this um, information, all the tools that we have, 
um you could we could do so much more and yeah. a lot more things and people don't realize that eight hours at work is actually enough to make six figures online doing it easily easily easily, easily. yes easily now that i'm doing what i'm doing i could see it i could i could yeah. I, I could feel it like there's so much more you could do in eight hours than you working at your job and working online nowadays selling a service just one mm -hmm. thing um in your experience um that you've been doing so much business online what are just the challenges that you're facing as a business owner i think you know i think there's always that balance like we spoke about um that's always a challenge and i think that actually every stage of business comes with its own challenges so at the beginning it's how do i find clients how do i make that work as you go along it's okay how do i build a team how do i manage a team how do i lead a team like how does that work and then you get to the point where you go okay well how do we actually grow this business beyond it being completely driven by me and how does it actually each bit of it get driven by different parts of the team or different team members because at some point the business becomes bigger than just you and you cannot manage all the parts so i think at each stage there are definitely those things to go through and to and and at each stage there's a there's learnings to happen as a as an individual you have to grow as an individual you have to learn strategy you have to learn techniques you have to learn all these things at all these different points in time in order for your business to actually grow and progress and not be stuck where it is so i think that um you know i think there are challenges for every stage and and they vary depending on the stage of business you know, and on where you at and right now and you're already hiring so that means when did you start hiring for your business i want to know that because that's actually so that's a really, yeah that's a really great question so when i started hiring for what i call the operations side of the business so i run an accounting and finance firm so by the by operations, I mean like other accountants, bookkeepers, people who are doing number crunching for clients. So I started hiring on that side probably in year, maybe year two or year three of running the business. Now on the marketing side, that was different. So on the marketing side, I probably got marketing support in after year, hmm, for quite a while actually, maybe year six or year seven, something like that is when I got marketing help in and I've only just hired my first salesperson six months ago. So on the sales team is just currently being built up. Up until this point, all the selling has been on me. So um, so yeah, now we've got, now I'm building up a sales team as well. So I think that, you know, many businesses I, I suspect can benefit from hiring earlier than they do. It's always scary to take your first hire on. Um, but your first hire doesn't have to be a super duper shiny full-time member of staff. Your first hire could be a virtual assistant for an hour a week. And that can massively <laughs> free up your time. Uh, it, it is true. Um, very true because I can relate to that again. It's like yeah. my um, right now um, I hired a person working two hours per week. She, she actually, yeah, two hours, and that, that that two hours is a blessing for me because yeah. she she looked for guests for me and she mm. booked me for 
podcast as a guest. So those, those are the things. Yeah, she's reaching out, and those are the things she does for me. And I know I'm so grateful that she she would do them because I, I don't have to work so much to like oh get reach this person or get a, yeah. be a book uh, be a guest on on this podcast. And so that two hours is actually a big deal, and it's not mm. much either. It, um, it doesn't cost much either, and yeah. it's actually very cheap. Um, and I suspect, I suspect with those two hours, you get more than two hours back because one, not only do you get the time that she spends, and she she's doing it all the time, so she's probably quicker than you would be anyway when you're moving between different tasks. But secondly, you free up that headspace, your own headspace, so you're not suddenly thinking at you know, 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. Oh, no, I've not done that podcast thing that I made. <laughs> Man, I've got to do that. You know, like you, you just, lose, you know, you don't have that headspace taken up anymore either. Mm -hmm. And she does so much more. Like if I had a question or task that I'm not, I'm not, I'm procrastinating on it. Like, mm. hey, hey, um, Rosalinda, come, do, uh, can you do this for me? And can you work um, extra couple hours this week? I need you yeah. for something. And and she's always available. And I, I love it about her is her customer service. She's always, she's always doing something. And she takes because I don't want to micromanage my employees yeah. from the start. So I let her, yeah, I let her work on her own and I don't have to micromanage her. Are you, um, and that's from the get go, how are you managing your employees when it comes to like, hey, um, take pride on what you do. Do you like, yeah. do, do you show that first or do you, do you teach them from the start? Yeah, so in terms of how I manage employees, we have an internal training portal that we built, which basically is full of videos of how to, do things, the kind of practical tactics, but every single team member is um, is empowered to do their job and make decisions. And we track what they do. So they have matrix that they have to be hitting. So, you know, for example, our social media manager has a certain number of posts that she needs to get out every day. So they have, ta they have matrix that they need to hit but they also have the ability to feedback. They also, you know, everybody's voice matters. Everybody's voice gets equal weighting in our business. So whatever suggestion you have, whatever feedback you have, that is valid in our organization. And, and, and it's not even, not only just valid, it's important. It's incredibly important. And so we make sure that everyone feels empowered to be able to say what they want to do and to be able to um, you know speak speak how they feel as well at the same time. So everyone has a matrix that um, we track to make sure that the right activities are happening at the right time that drive the results in the business. We have a daily huddle every morning where everyone gets on a call and just shares what they were up to the previous day, what they're up to today. Is there any stumbling blocks? Is there anything they need help with from anyone else? And then I have a one-to-one -one with my direct reports on a weekly basis as well, where we speak about you know, specifics to them, their career, their how they've got on in the week, anything that's, you know, that's causing them any issues, um, anything they're particularly proud of. And then I also have, um, there's also a um, employee kind of submission thing that we do as well, whereby um, every week, we have a weekly one and a monthly one. So the weekly one is basically, you know, what are you proud of this week? What hasn't gone as well as you'd have hoped this week? What challenges have you had? Is there anyone on the team that's been particularly helpful? Anything else you want to share? So we have that. And then we have a 
monthly one where they basically rate um, their how they're feeling about working for the business. And this one can be done anonymously as well on it. Um, they can either give it a plus 10, a plus five, a zero, a minus five or a minus 10. Wow, there's a, like so much valuable on what you said right now because I, I love the system that you're having mm. and the processes. It, it looked like it, it sounded like that it works, that people actually do love working there because, hey, they're actually free. Oh, man, how did you – was this trials and errors or did mm. you – <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's a short answer yes <laughs> a lot of trial and error when i first started um started taking on team members i was terrible i was really really awful at it i was very just horrendous i was in all i would i wouldn't really properly communicate my expectations or get annoyed that people didn't understand what i wanted because clearly they should have been able to read my mind um i was awful at it i was really really bad so this has definitely been an evolution over the years to get to where we are now because um yeah it's and i think that leadership is learned and we don't typically learn it very many places unless we've been in a senior leadership role in a in a corporate or something like that before we came into entrepreneurship which most people haven't then mm -hmm. we don't really know what leadership looks like we don't really know how to manage a team how to lead a team and how to you know get a team to perform at the highest level and so it's a huge learning curve and journey that i've been on <laughs> to get us to where we are now do i do everything perfectly no i definitely do not i still make mistakes 100 but it is way 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 better than it was in the beginning for sure and i think you know with hiring i think that will happen you'll make some terrible mistakes to start with and that's okay. Yes, and man, I could see that. That there, it's very true. Leadership, you don't really know how that is until yeah. you actually until do it. There. And then yeah. there's a bunch of trial, trial and errors before you actually be good at it. Because yeah, I've, I've heard so many people, and then you're you're absolutely correct. I'm like they should be able to read my mind. They should be doing uh -huh. this. And they're yeah. like, they're not doing their job, man. The, the, the result were crappy. And, uh -huh. and then you and, fire them and you're like, yeah, God. you have to fire them. You have to. And, then, really everything, and everything's back on your own plate. Yeah. So you basically have this boomerang effect where you, where you hire somebody, you dump a load of crap, quite frankly, on them. You don't really tell them how to do any of the things properly. They yes. don't do them the way you expect. You uh -huh. fire them, you get all the crap back, and uh -huh. it's like it's like this circle. And you know, I had that I had that for a long time until I was like, <laughs> oh, hang on. And that's one big reason we have the internal training portal is because I thought, well, what seems to be happening every time is I be giving people stuff, not really telling them properly my expectations and what I need done, and it comes back to me. So let's every time I give a t even the tiniest little thing to somebody. I will record a video on it. I will screen do this, do a screen share and we'll upload it in the portal. And then it's there so that they can watch it once or they can watch it 50 times, but it's there and I don't need to worry about it. And if, you know, if they go and somebody else comes in, we direct them to the portal. You know, the first thing you do for the first two days is you watch all the videos, just go through everything. You've got any questions you ask. <laughs> very good yeah. uh, i'm not i'm not quite there yet where i have to make a video okay. for mm. yeah for for the employee that i have but you know i know i will get there yeah. and, 
and sometimes and uh, i don't know it she's a blessing and but i know mm. uh, i put too much on her plate because <laughs> um i don't know it's all what, yours yeah and um i have like tasks 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 and tasks and then there's like learning curve that need to be learned however mm. sometimes i don't have time to do the learning curve so i just yeah. dump it all on her but yeah expectation like don't expect too much because yeah you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and that's what i'm doing right now uh thank you yes. for that i think those are great tips um the eternal training thing is going to be definitely going to help mm -hmm. um annette you've been doing podcasts on a daily basis right and I now have. you have 245 episodes how mm. did your podcast started and how many times did you upload for a week well, the interesting thing is, this is not my first iteration of delving into podcasting. I first started to attempt podcasting um, at a long time ago. I think it must have been probably sometime around eight years ago, something like that. I mm. first I started a podcast. Now, I think it lasted about six episodes or something similar <laughs> and right. it didn't go very far how i wish i wish that i had stuck to that podcast because oh my goodness things might have been incredible if i would now had a podcast that was that old i'm just looking up yeah 2014 2014 was my uh, so not quite that long ago six years ago uh, august 2014 was my flurry with podcasting and I did 14, 14 episodes. There we go. I've got it there. Um, and had I stuck to it, I suspect, I don't know what number of episodes I would be on now. But anyway, uh -huh. I did not I did not stick to it. So I did it for a little while. Um, I was doing everything myself. I was doing the editing, the show notes, and I and I just got fed up of it, really. I didn't, I, I, I didn't see any traction, and I gave up. Uh, that's basically what happened. I then uh -huh. tried again. I had I had a try again time in probably 2017, where something pretty similar happened in reality. It started again, nah, it didn't really go anywhere. The thing that I didn't really get at that time, either time, was that podcasting's actually a slow burn. It's not something where you can suddenly expect instant results. It's not something where you put out two or three episodes, you'll have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and you'll get loads of business. That is not how podcasting works. Podcasting is a way to showcase your body of work basically. And people will come and find you and they will increase in subscribers and all those things, but you should not expect a quick win at all from podcasting. So the third time, third time lucky, when I went into it, must've been around April, 2019, I think it was. And, um, that is when I started podcasting for the third time. At that point in time, I said, okay, I'm going to do a show. I think it was twice a week, once or twice a week to start with. Um, and I was doing that. And then I thought, you know what? I want to up this. I want to actually really focus on podcasting. I really enjoy it. And I want to, that's, you know, I'm a massive listener of podcasts as well. I listen to podcasts all the time. So I was like, actually, this is something I really want to want to have as a focus in my business. So in march i took on a podcast editor show notes writer everything that's associated with the podcast some somebody who also um helps chunk up the video into micro videos audiograms all that stuff i was like right i'm going all in with this 
and that is what, and that is when I moved to daily podcast episodes at that point in time. Wow! So, like, you realize that hey, I actually need to do this podcast on a daily basis. Yeah. And and when when did that click for you that you have to show up on a daily basis and put yourself out there? Like, uh, what happened? That's a really good question. And actually, it coincided with um, with the COVID stuff kicking off. Mm. So as that as that started to kick off, I um, I realized that I wanted to show up more frequently for audience. Um, I realized that you know a lot of people had a lot of questions at that point in time around um, things like the financial support available and all those kinds of things. So, you know, businesses being supported with loans or what was that and grants and all those types of things. So I realized that actually there was a huge amount of questions out there, furlough, all those all those things um, that business owners needed the answers to. And so I started uh, I started at that point and um, and, I've, and I have continued because actually I think that having that daily content going out is incredibly powerful. Because not only do you have it, of course, going to iTunes and, and the other podcast players, but you also have it for, you know, the video goes on to YouTube, the micro videos go on to all our different platforms. So they just, you know, disseminate all around the Internet, basically. So uh, that's what my pretty much what I want my audience to realize, especially as a starting entrepreneur. Annette, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you're using the podcast as your main focus for content and yeah yeah our pillar content piece yeah your pillar content and then I don't, uh, because as a, as a starting entrepreneur um there's a lot of mistake that i did um getting mm -hmm. courses um listening to this and then and then i started to realize like man if i have a, a a podcast show i could do one thing during the day and then if anything goes bad i did my podcast show and i'll have content for the for the whole day i'm good Right. Yeah. And <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. To, um, re people realizing, hey, podcast is actually a real deal. Um, yeah. What are some benefits that you have gotten from podcasting? I think there's a few. You know, one is meeting other podcasters of either as a guest on my show or as being a guest on their show. Having those connections and those relationships is a great thing. Um, of course, we get increased and in visits to our social channels, to our website. We have great content that we can serve people with as well. That's a big thing for me is making sure that we support as many business owners as we possibly can. And a podcast is a way to do that. It's a way to help and support people. But from a you know selfish perspective, actually, it's a way for me to get clients as well at the same time. So I think you know it ties in. It ties into all areas too. It's very true. So there, there's a lot more people. There's like at least in the top of my head, so much benefit on podcasting, not just yeah. networking, income, um, connection, content. There's so many things yeah. you could you could do with podcasting. And if I if if you were to advise an entrepreneur who's just starting out, what would you suggest to them? Oh, I would definitely say to start a podcast. Don't expect it to be a quick win. It's a slow burn, but it's a great long-term strategy. I only wish that I had I had continued with that one that I started in 2014. If I had continued that, uh, honestly, that is, 
I don't have a huge amount of regrets in business and life. I think you learn from all these things, but yes. I really, really wish I had continued that <laughs> And especially if you do it on a daily basis, oh, you would have been far. It would have been oh, my incredible. God. Yeah. Yes. Don't, even, don't even speak about it. It's too painful to think about it. I, I know because I'm actually doing it to myself because so I know like how much benefit and how much potential things that you yeah. could do with this uh, podcasting and no, mm. you know, people, but people for other people, it's not too late. Um, no, you know, mm. it's actually just getting started and this um, right. pandemic thing, it makes you more uh, people are at home and want to watch something yeah. and want to listen to something. And yeah. now if you, you haven't done it before, now it's actually your time. And yes, um, I would advise someone who's just starting out as well to just start start your show. Just mm. if you, it, it, it's like one thing that you could do on a daily basis. And if mm. anything else goes wrong, then you'll have yeah. everything done because of this one thing. And that for me, this is that's my podcast. So Annette, thank you so much, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You're amazing. I love your voice. It's so lovely. Um, where can we find you and how can we get in contact with you? So, of course, as people are listening on the podcast, I you can also come to my podcast, as Jonathan mentioned. It's called Uncover Wealth Radio. I'd also invite your listeners to come and join me inside the Uncover Wealth community, which is my private community on Facebook. Um, just come, answer the questions, hit join, and uh, we'll welcome you in. Yay. Okay, hold on. Before I go, I'm going to post some of those. And... People could see oh, it. All right, everyone. It's gonna be also gonna be on the description. So if you guys have any questions or anything at all, and um, if you have someone in mind that you want me to reach out to, or also um, a person that you know you think that could benefit um, the show, hey, just let us know and uh, we'll reach out to them. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and yeah, have a good day. Bye, everyone. <laughs>